0: Hello and welcome to Enneagram and Coffee, the podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Case, and I am so happy to have coffee with you today. Hello, everybody. So today we're going to talk a little bit about how we self-sabotage ourselves and our goals by our Enneagram type. So we're diving right out of January, this kind of optimistic month of belief where we kind of have this idea of fresh starts, the... Um, you know, the energy is high. We're all setting goals. We're all thinking about what we want to be doing. And then we kind of dive headfirst into February where we kind of start to taper off a little bit. Um, most of us maybe lose a little bit of hope or we see things, our interest in things start to fade. These big ideas that we set all of a sudden don't seem that interesting anymore, or maybe they feel overwhelming or even impossible. Today, I want to talk through ways in which we may self-sabotage based off of our Enneagram types when it comes to goal setting. Now, for those of you who just follow Enneagram and Coffee and aren't as familiar with who I am and what I do, I'm Sarah Jane and I run the Enneagram and Coffee account. But more than that, I've been working with people for several years who have really big ideas, really big dreams, but don't always know how to take action on them. I've done this through one-on-one coaching. I currently do this through a community I call the Brave Collective with workshops, community involvement, things like that, journaling prompts, all this good stuff. And then I do it through something I call the incubator where I fly to you, we work together for three days straight, we get your idea out of your head and into real life. All of this work, I've infused the Enneagram into our conversation for one very specific reason. Our brains get really creative in keeping us small. They develop simply to help us survive, right? Like that's their main job is just to keep us physically alive, not necessarily to help us thrive, not necessarily to help us do the things we want to do or live a satisfying life. And I can help you change your behavior all day long, right? We can like discipline our way into growth. Um, I can fly to you. I can help you. And we can work together really intensely for three days and get some things out. But if we don't get to the root of what's causing you to keep showing up the same way over and over and over again, well, we're not going to see lasting change, right? So from my years of working with people who want to take radical steps toward their goals, but feel like they can't, there's a couple of things I've seen that can hold us back back based off of our type. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through each of the Enneagram types, give you kind of one idea of what could be causing you to self-sabotage or keep yourself small. And then I'm going to give you one little actionable tip that you can take. Obviously, this isn't going to encompass everybody, right? Um, You might be a type one and not resonate with the thing that I say for type one. Totally normal, totally fine. I would love to hear what does resonate for you, what does show up for you in the comments below as we go along. So but I'm going to dive in and maybe take what you need, leave what you don't. So for type ones, the idea that there's a right way to do things can really keep you from pursuing your goals. So what that means in in practical form is that you set a goal at the beginning of the year and you have this dream and this idea of how you're supposed to do it, what the right way to do it is. And you likely assume that other people who have achieved the things you wanna achieve did it perfectly along the way. Like you see, you maybe you wanna write a book, you see someone who's written a book and you think, oh, they probably showed up every single day to the paper and they wrote every single day and that's what I have to do. And if I miss a day, then I have failed and I'll never be a writer. And so what I wanna encourage you to do is to release the idea that there's like this one perfect way to meet that goal and that if you mess up along the way that you're not supposed to keep going, like you aren't somehow like there's no perfect answer and you're never going to get it perfect every day. So allowing yourself to kind of fudge on some things, allowing yourself to cut a couple corners, um, which may be hard to accept, but allowing yourself to do that may help you to be more sustainable in the long run. And so the most important thing for you to do is release the idea of the right way. Release the idea that somehow you have not done the thing you want to do if you haven't done it perfectly every single day. Let yourself not show up sometimes. Let yourself do it a little bit weird. Let yourself cut a couple corners. Let yourself really prioritize some things and release the other things in the pursuit of your goals. For our type twos, what can come up is really giving away your time and your energy And not even just that, like, yes, you guys do, you give a lot, you give away a lot of your time, a lot of your energy, but what's even more harmful to you is the resentment that gets built up in your system when you give more than you have to give. When you give and you don't feel like people are thankful for it, when you give out of a place of wanting to receive something in return, this resentment kind of builds in our systems. That makes it hard to want to show up for anyone or anything or ourselves. We can get to this overwhelmed state where we're like, I don't have any more to give, not even to me. So you have to learn how to offer yourself the gratitude that you're hoping to receive from other people. When you give, if you don't feel, you don't get the thank you that you want, you say to yourself, like, I'm a good partner. I'm a good husband. I'm a good wife. I am good at my job. Thank you for showing up today. Thank you for loving someone today. And then it also might be really helpful for you to go on a yes freeze. Take a season, a month, a week, a year where you just don't say yes to anything. Just really get comfortable saying no, get comfortable really focusing on what it is that you want. I know what you're saying to yourself right now. And that is like, wouldn't that be selfish? And no. It really wouldn't because here's the thing. That's not the muscle you need to build. You don't need to build the selfless muscle. That's not your problem. You need to really balance yourself out by building this other muscle of really going after what you want, what you need and putting yourself first so that when you do give, you know, there are no strings attached. Now for our type three, our type threes, what can kind of get in your way, what can help you to play small is that you might look to other people as guides for what will work for you. So, This kind of keeps you playing in a very narrow window. And sometimes that narrow window actually doesn't feel very good to you. So maybe you watch someone and they've built a career or they've built this like healthy lifestyle and it looks really good on the outside. And so you think, if I want to be healthy, if I want to have a good career, then I need it to look like this person who's already been successful. And here's the reason that doesn't work is because it doesn't often feel very good to you. And when things don't feel very good to us, it's hard to make them sustainable. And so what I want you to do instead is really look at it, say, okay, this is what I want to achieve. And then what is a different way that I could approach this that would feel a little bit better to me, 10% better to me? So maybe. You know, this person who you admire has this very specific morning routine and you look at it and you're like, you know, it would feel a a little bit better for me. This 10% better would be if I could wake up 30 minutes later, if I could do this morning routine at 10 a.m. instead of 5 a.m. If I could do one element of this teeny bit differently, that would feel a little bit better for me and ultimately will be much more sustainable. Okay, for our type fours. So our type fours, you guys, what can often happen is you try something new, you set a goal, you get, you know, you have this like idealistic version of who you will be when you do this in your mind. And then when you're not immediately great at it, you start to really abandon yourself. Like this, um, this like harsh inner talk, this feeling of like, why did I even try? And a true belief that other people who are good at this thing just we're innately born good at it. And I, if you take nothing else away from, from me talking to you today, I want you to remember and hold on to deeply that we get good at things because we commit to them and we practice and that we show up and we learn and we grow and we practice every single day. That's what makes us great. And what's not going to make us great is trying something, feeling like we're not very good at it immediately and then just abandoning ourselves and being really unkind to ourselves in that process. What I want you to do instead is experiment with intentionally sucking at something. <laughs> I want you to tr- show up for yourself intentionally to be bad at something new. You know, if you want to learn how to draw, like do 10 bad drawings every single day, you know, or do a drawing every day for a month that just is intentionally very bad. Get comfortable with being a newbie. Don't expect yourself to show up as the first version um, or as like the finished, polished version of this artist, you know, on your very first day. Like it doesn't work like that. Another great thing that you can do as a four, if you're starting something new, start if you're starting a podcast, let's say, go back to some of your favorite podcasters and listen to their very first episode. And notice the difference from where they started and where they've ended. Because when you're comparing their finished product to your first day, it can be really discouraging, really self-sabotaging. And so what I want you to do instead is compare your first day to their first day and go from there. Okay, for our type fives, what can get in your way is living in your mind and being disconnected from your body. And the reason that this is important in our goals is because when we live up here, there's not a lot of action that takes place from our headspace. There's a lot of ruminating, a lot of researching, a lot of overthinking, a lot of trying to understand things from every angle, but not a ton of action takes place. And so what I want our fives to do is really every day intentionally get present in your body. This is going to help you in a lot of ways. This is really good for you getting in touch with what you feel, what you want, what you need. But when it comes to goal setting, it's going to help you to just take the action you need to take every day. So do an embodiment meditation if you want to, um, you know, find a workout routine that works for you. Just get into your physical body every single day. For our type six it's really allowing your fear of what could happen, kind of the unknown that um keeps you from taking action, right? because you're you're currently without taking this risk without doing more, you're very safe. You're very secure. But the idea that you could try something new, put yourself out there, be seen well, that comes with risk, right? That comes with unknown. And so what I want most of our sixes to do is really let that fear run all the way to the end. I know that a lot of sixes are going to be like, I don't really need help with going to worst case scenarios, but I actually think that you do because here's what what's worse than running it to its course, really exploring the worst case scenario is this like foggy monster unknown thing that can happen, which is like, but what if, you know, what could happen? It's this like unknown thing. And so if we really run it to its course and let ourselves get to the clarity around what will i actually potentially really experience the worst case scenario isn't usually that bad for example if you want to quit your job and you think to yourself i want to quit my job i want to start a business but what if well what if you know let that run its course what if you it doesn't work and you you know you go bankrupt and you lose all your money and you can't pay your rent or you can't pay your mortgage and then you lose your house and you have to live in your car but then you lose your car and then you have to live in the street and then well, everyone abandons you and you're alone. That's our worst case scenario. Like that's the worst thing that could happen, right? Well, There's so much more you can do between here and there. Before you ever can't pay your mortgage, we both know that you're gonna get another job, right? You're gonna apply for another job and you're probably gonna get it because you're very good at your job currently, I'm sure of it. And so you actually don't really have that much to be worried about. And in fact, you're actually kind of already in your worst case scenario. So why not try? See what I mean? Type sevens, what can come up for us (laughs) is not committing to the process. So what that means is that we might have a day where this just doesn't feel very good. And we love to have a good feeling life. We like for our days and our months and our years to just be fulfilling and exciting and feel very good. And sometimes when we have a day or a moment that doesn't feel good, we give up on it. The reason that doesn't work for us is because it limits our ability to ultimately have long lasting satisfaction because we're seeking this like momentary satisfaction. We're not able to really see through into well, what will this mean for me long term. This actually means a lot more hustling, a lot more stress, a lot more constantly having to seek happiness instead of creating a strong foundation that will allow us to experience happiness long term. So what I suggest for our type sevens is that you guys stick to a date where you will commit to analyzing whether you're going to follow through at that point. I'm not telling you to commit to something for the rest of your life because I know that that's that's unreasonable to ask of us. But what I am saying is, okay, can I commit three months to this? And then at the end of that three months, from a place of neutrality, where I don't feel like personally impacted by it this moment, this day. Then I can analyze, is this working for me? Is this something I want to commit to for another three months and do it in that way? That way you are committing to the process. Maybe you say, I'm going to do this for a year. You commit to a year and then you can analyze if you want to continue on. That's going to work so much better for our sevens than, you know, when you, when it doesn't feel good making a decision about the life or death of a project or a goal from that place isn't serving you. Okay, for our type eights, what can get in the way for our type eights is not investing or trusting in education. So not really taking the time or even dismissing information that could actually serve you long-term. So because you really trust your own inner guidance, which is amazing, because you trust your inner guidance, you don't always trust leaders or teachers. And that can keep you from progress. It can keep you from moving forward in the things that you wanna do. And so what I suggest for our type eights is to commit to a workshop, a book, or a podcast that you're gonna learn from each month. I'm not saying you have to go to a workshop every month this year, but I am saying invest in some kind of education every single month. And when you do, don't throw out the whole thing just because there are some things you disagree with. So if they're, you know, say the author says nine things that you hate, but one thing that can impact you positively, just take the one thing and leave the others. Don't dismiss the whole book just because you disagreed with a lot of it. Take what's good and leave the rest and let that be okay. This is going to help you so much in terms of moving forward in your goals and your projects and in in a business if you're able to really take in and learn from other people who've gone before you. Okay, finally, our lovely type nines. What gets in your way is this idea, what I call the wall of impossibility, (laughs) It's looking at this objective, these goals, it's like this big impossible thing that is way too much to handle. You don't know how to do it. You're going to have to figure out so much stuff. You're going to have to learn so much. It's, and it starts to feel really overwhelming, really exhausting and really stressful. Like it is going to suck your peace of mind right out of there. And what I want you to do instead is not look at it as this giant wall of impossibility. Instead, look at it as just a bunch of bricks sitting on top of each other. And each brick got laid one brick at a time. And so what you really need to do is think about, well, what's the next logical step? You don't need to know how, you know, how to do the whole thing. You just need to know what the next logical step is and how to start it, where to begin on that. So that's the number one thing I want you to do. And the number two thing I want you to do is I want you to make it a habit to do the next logical thing every single day. Because here's what nines are great at. You're great at ritual and routine and structure. You're really good at showing up consistently. And so if you can build that in to your life to just do the next logical thing on the one goal, you can really see large progress. But if you look at it as this like giant wall of impossibility, well, it's unlikely that you'll ever start um, because it isn't part of your ordinary life. It's not part of your routine or your structure. And it feels really stressful, which is kind of the antithesis of what you want and need out of life. And so if you can make it part of your daily routine, really small, really simple, you can remain in a peaceful state as you pursue the things that you wanna pursue in your life. I know this kind of just scratches the surface for us on most of this. Um, and I know it obviously isn't going to cover every single type one, every single type two, et cetera, out there, but it will kind of give us a little bit of direction. Take what works for you. If it's your number or not your number, take it, work with it, see how it feels And um, let me know if you have, as your number, found things that work really good for you to overcome some obstacles of of ways that you self-sabotage or keep yourself small. I would love to hear it. Leave it in the comments of the IGTV video and um, share with people so other people who have your number can learn and grow alongside you. Thank you guys so much for being here and I will see you in the next episode.